Stevenson University Online is the leader in forensic education for law enforcement, legal, and cyber investigations. If you are preparing for career advancement or career change, investigate our online master's programs in forensic science, CSI, forensic accounting, forensic investigations, and cybersecurity and digital forensics. New online sessions start every eight weeks. No application fee or GRE required. Visit stevenson.edu slash online. Yeah, it's called Conversations with Jeff, not Screaming Matches. Yeah, Yeah, you and I do not agree on Calvinism. But look how nice we are to each other. I think it's going to really shock a lot of people, thrill a lot of people. A lot of people are going to have to do some soul-searching. It's like, you know what? What are you doing? You're spending all your time trying to destroy another Christian because you don't understand what's going on when you should be out there winning people for Jesus. Right. Thank you for the job you're doing. Thanks for being willing to address these kind of issues. They're vital to the church. I feel sorry for what's coming your way, but God bless you, man. It's it's a good, healthy conversation, and, and let's keep growing together in the Lord. People won't change unless they hear the truth, though, and so we need to know the truth, uh, speak the truth, and then the last one I would say is that we need to stay in the truth, uh, no matter what the consequences are. everybody welcome to today's episode of conversations with jeff uh we are actually launching a brand new series uh really t- diving in to the issues uh that we wrote about in the book church and state how the left used the church to conquer america uh and we're just we're gonna be going in order every single day uh dealing with each chapter specifically uh which with each of the authors of the book as well and so we're kicking off everything off with uh today's guest we've got dr mike spaulding who wrote the very first chapter in the book uh let me just tell you guys as well uh before we get started uh if you guys would like to order the book you guys can go to gatekeepersonline.com slash church and state and uh you can check that out again this book is really diving into the strategy of infiltration by the left into the evangelical church for the purpose of conquering america got a bunch of great contributing authors including pastor greg Locke, dr michael brown denise McAllister, pastor carrie gordon pastor kim peters the list goes on and on and on as well as today's guest, we've got Dr. Mike Spaulding. And uh, Dr. Mike, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks so much for being a part of this book project as well. Uh, and I think your chapter was like the perfect way to kick off the whole thing and really set the tone for the book. So I really, really appreciate you being a part of this. Well, thank you very much, Jeff. It's always a blessing to chat with you, brother. And and this book really uh, is, is a much-needed uh, incursion into the conversation today, what's going on in America. I don't know of anyone, no one, I mean absolutely no one, sometimes we overgeneralize, but I don't know of anyone that would not admit or agree, we've got some serious issues in America today, some very serious issues, and it's, and it's especially among Christians, Jeff, we should be asking this question, what now, church, what, what must we do, not just what what can we do, but what must we do? We have to step up 
and we have to step into this this huge gap, in, in my view, huge gap uh, of, of uh, a lack of, of solid, biblically-based, conservative, both uh, theologically, politically, conversation and offer some solutions. It's, it's okay to continue to complain and critique and criticize, but let's offer some solutions to people, and that begins with telling them, how did we get where we're at today? Because a lot of people don't know the answer to that, Jeff. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and, I, th- and I think that that's why, in all reality, this this book is so important as well. Uh, and I'm not just saying it just because we're promoting it or, or anything like that, but this really kind of piggybacks off of our previous book, Social Injustice, where social injustice really dealt with like the theological compromise, I think, within the church and really where the gospel is being attacked, it's being undermined and things like that. Whereas this, I think we're really, we're really seeing this happen before our eyes where we're seeing a political agenda come in and hijack the church to where now even our conservative supposed evangelical leaders I th- are, are so compromised now that literally it sounds like we've got Pastor Bernie Sanders or AOC. It's, it's, it's a crazy thing that we're seeing. Yeah, it absolutely is. And, and I love the way that you phrase that. In fact, <laughs> Pastor Bernie Sanders, yeah, and the, and the, and the high priestess uh, of environmentalism, at least that's, that's been her charge. I think, uh, and I don't want to divert from our conversation, but I think AOC was a plant. And she was, listen, if you think for one second that she or her staff wrote this clean new, <laughs> Give me a break. Are you serious? There's no way. She couldn't come up with – that's like a monkey typing at a typing on a computer and going to write a novel in a billion years. That's about the same odds that AOC came up with, with that clean energy bill. The point is this. The religion of the – and it is a religion of the left. There's no question, and that's, that's actually my chapter, state – Ism, statism, the belief in big government, big brother, therein lies the solution, the remedy, the answer to all of our problems. The government can solve our problems. We just need to give them more control. That's very dangerous, Jeff, if folks don't if, – if that didn't make your skin crawl when, that, when I said that, just give the government more control and they'll solve all of our problems – you know, the the hair on the back of your neck should have been standing up hearing that because that is the last thing we need to be doing, Jeff. Yeah, and and, and really dealing with again, like with with your chapter specifically, really de- dealing with like this kind of like statism uh, kind of mentality. I think with a lot of these pastors, um, you know, it, it it's been really interesting seeing this develop. You know, I think it's kind of started with the whole Pietist movement that kind of made the way for this to happen, but now you're getting the these pastors. Where literally they are pushing and promoting, or at the very least, allowing leftist ideology to infiltrate into the church. But what do you think has specifically led to the Christian church to be promoting and allowing for Christians to be either voting for Democrats or having these big government um, ideals that traditionally within conservative Christianity were nowhere to be found until recently? Yeah, that's exactly right. So big, big government has always been. Um, uh, something that the left, something that Democrats advocated for. And, of course, you cannot have a, a growing and enlarging uh, a big government unless taxes are also being raised because, folks, listen, the government doesn't create any wealth. They don't create wealth. The money that they have is your money. 
And the, the only way for them to generate increased revenue is to raise taxes, unless they're going to do tariffs and, and things like that, which uh, I applaud Trump for, for throwing that back into consideration and actually doing that. Um, now, some people are howling out there right now, Jeff, because, oh, no, no, that's protectionism. We shouldn't. Oh, just give it a break already. But the differences that we see today is that now both sides of the aisle, both sides of the aisle are are in favor of and they're actually passing laws that's bloating the federal government. The answer is not in the federal government, folks. It has never been in the federal government. Pastors today, this is the tragedy, Jeff. Pastors today are willing to allow the government to give them money to do the things that the church used to do on its own. Now think about this. Why in the world should churches be receiving money from the government to open, run, manage, pay for child care, day school? Why should churches be receiving money from the government to feed the the impoverished, the less advantaged, or the, or the poor in the neighborhoods or the cities in which they they reside. In years past, Jeff, churches took that upon themselves to do that, and they did it. They did it off of the gifts that came into the church. They didn't turn to the government and say, "Well, here's the problem: churches have become so swollen and bloated, their budgets." are jacked up out of shape, they think that success to the community, so they've got to build these big buildings, they've got to have these sprawling campuses, they've got to pay a staff of pastors. I pastored for 23 years so far, Jeff, and I worked every one of those years. Every one of those years. Let that sink in, folks that have joined us today. Church didn't pay me a salary. I worked to support my family, to have health care insurance and, and all these other things. The church should be taking care of the community in which it lives, not receiving money from the government to do that. And this goes back to a previous Ask a Dr. Mike program we did, Jeff, where that question was asked, should churches be receiving this financial aid? And the answer is absolutely not. Every time the church receives something from the government, it always comes with strings attached. You can guarantee it. So... What's happened is, this is this is answering the question, how did the church get, get sucked into doing this? Because too many pastors have looked at the government and said, well, the government will provide resources for us to, to minister to the co- community in which we reside. That is upside down, backwards, and so twisted and illogical, I don't even know where to end that kind of a, a, a nonsense that that is. People in the in the in the churches, they should be with their with their gifts. They should be supporting these causes in their own communities. Now, because pastors aren't, churches aren't, they're looking to the government. That just continues to exacerbate the problem. So, what has happened now is is that thinking then leads to the the idea that the government can solve all of our problems. And and this is this is just a very sneaky, very strategic maneuver of the enemies of Christ that they've infiltrated the church. They've infiltrated the church with these worldly ideas and opinions that here's how we go about ministering. 
and that is absolutely false. So it's become this this religion, and I will say this, uh, behind it, behind it is the idea of humanism, Jeff, humanism, that that people can solve their own problems if we'll just come together, and we see that right now. That's what uh, Revelation 17, 18 is all about, the one world religion, one world government. That's humanism seeking to solve the world's problems on their own. We don't need God. Chris Cuomo was, was famous recently, a month or two ago, for saying on the air, we don't need God. The answer to all of our problems resides right here. Well, that's that's humanism 101, folks. And so too many churches, too many pastors, too many congregants have accepted this idea that man can solve our own problems. Well, that's a core tenet of, of humanism. Humanism is what's behind the state. So when I say statism, I'm talking about really bare naked religion in the form of humanism. The state can solve all of our problems. We just need to concede more authority, more power to the state, and they'll solve those. That's how people become wards of the state. That's how tyranny rises. And before you know it, it's got a bare naked power grab. You're experiencing that already in California. The things that are going on in California with, with your governor, Newsom, it is way beyond the pale. It is so far out that it is hard to imagine that the people of California haven't risen up and stormed the state capitol building and interrupted any session of the General Assembly that's going on and say, we're not putting up with this anymore. And I'm not talking about going there with guns blazing. I didn't say that at all. So don't put words in my mouth, folks. I'm talking about going in there and and being a force in front of those assembly persons and saying, you're not doing this anymore to us. You can't arrest us all. And we are telling you we're removing this government. That is a responsibility and a right of we the people. I wish we'd do that here in Ohio, in fact. And I'm going to shut up here for a second, Jeff. Toss it back to you because I know you have some comments and feedback. Well, yeah, I, I, I think the thing is is that I we, we understand, I think especially as conservatives, we understand the problem of big government and authoritarianism. Like, and, and like you were saying out here in California, we're dealing with some craziness with, with Gavin Newsom. Um, you know, with all, in all different kinds of levels, whether it's environmental or dealing with, I mean, e- even going so far as to getting into a lot, a lot of moral issues. It, it, it's literally insane. He's acting like he's king and all this kind of stuff. And I think that in all reality, like, like you're saying, I think the church is kind of encouraging this to a certain degree. A lot of these evangelical leaders is encouraging this. But I think the argument that I hear a lot of times from a lot of these Christians even that are enabling this is, this is a political thing. This is not a theological thing. So, you know, we, we can agree to disagree. It's, it's not, uh, not dealing with salvation. It's not something that we should be bickering and fighting over and all that kind of stuff. How, how dangerous is this mentality and specifically with dealing with the church? Like, what's the danger here? Yeah, the danger is, is tremendous. It comes from a misinterpretation of scripture, many scriptures. Folks, listen. The church must be involved in politics. The early church was involved in politics. They went into the temple all the time and preached Jesus Christ to the power authorities. Because remember, folks, in the Jewish uh, community, the religious leaders were both civic and religious leaders. They were the government of the Jews, the synagogues, those those rulers. They were. 
And so the apostles spoke that truth to them. And and I, I might add this, Jeff. In our form of government, we, we are constituted as a republic. And it says clearly in, in, the, in the Constitution, we the people, we the pe- first three words, we the people, in order to um, provide for a more perfect union, and it goes on to say, they created the Constitution as the governing uh, instrument that would tell the federal government, these are your uh, responsibilities and nothing more. Anything that falls outside of the, of the carefully delineated responsibilities of this document are to the states. And what they meant by that was the citizens of the individual states. And so we the people, if you want to understand Romans 13 as it is presented, then you need to plug, because we're not under an emperor. There's no Nero. There's no Rome out there, although some of those people in Washington think they're emperors. You need to understand, we the people, we're the authority. It's up to us to insist that the government obeys our – they don't have any business doing things that we say, no, don't do. And the fact that they've gotten away with it so long is an indictment against we the people, that we've not stood up in in numbers large enough and made our presence known at our state capitol buildings and these assemblies – when, when, when the senators and representatives in our state buildings are passing off. And by the way, folks, when the federal government issues a, 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 an edict, either through legislation or the Supreme Court tries to create law out of thin air, our state governor should be standing up and saying, well, you can forget that. You can go pound sand because we're not observing that. We're not enforcing that here. It doesn't have any legal standing, and so we're not, we're not going to observe it. If we're going to get this nation back on the right path, Christians are going to need to get involved. I, I, I think the current statistic is this. In the last election cycle, there were 30 million professing evangelical Christians, 30 million professing evangelical Christians that did not vote. Now, what would happen if 30 million Christians got up off of their posteriors and took the time to actually be involved, which is our responsibility as Americans, to determine who's going to represent us in the White House on down. What would happen if 30 million more Christians got in the game? I can tell you right now what would happen, Jeff. We'd win every election. We would steamroll these Luciferians and all of their wicked, evil things. There wouldn't be a Gavin Newsom in California. There wouldn't be a Mike DeWine in Ohio either. Because we, the people, would say, no, we're not going to put up with this. That's what would happen. So that's the whole point. And by the way, I've got my copy right here, guys. Church and state. That's what we're talking about. Church and state. How the left use the church to conquer America. So we're talking about basic founding principles. Every Christian should be able to get behind this. Do we want righteousness to prevail in America? What Christian would say, no, I'm not interested in that? Well, if you're interested in righteousness prevailing in America, you've got to get out and vote. If you think the Lord is not going to hold you accountable because you sat back and said, well, you're so, you are so, what's the word, Jeff? You are so disillusioned with the system that you say, well, it doesn't matter who I vote for. They're going to do what they want to do anyway. You're part of the problem. If you've become so disassociated so chagrined 
at the process, you say, oh, politics is a dirty business. I don't want to get involved in it. You're part of the problem. As long as we have the freedom and liberty to vote, we should be engaged civically in casting our vote. We have a right and a responsibility to determine who goes to the White House, Jeff. We should not be neglecting that. Yeah. Now, now, one of the things I, I wanted to ask you as well, because kind of dealing with this, and again, we're talking about like the these leaders that are supposed to be leading the evangelical church and the Christian church, you know, obviously are going more and more to the left. But I think I think the thing that we also got to understand is this is this is a strategy from outside the church that I think is being pushed into the church, and that's an important distinction. I th- and this is where I think it's been. It's been so difficult to kind of push back as a lot of people felt like, okay, this is a political thing, not a theological thing. So we can't, we shouldn't really engage in the political side of things. But I think that we also need to remember, like, the left has already taken over the education system. They've taken over politics. They've taken over media. And now they've set their sights on the church. What is it specifically about the church that is, it seems like this is like the final stand for America? Yeah, well, here's what I think it is. Behind leftism, behind Marxism is Satan. The enemy of God's people is behind all of this. And that includes, folks, this this whole uh, rhetoric, uh, Marxism, which is Satanism, communism, which is Satanism, um, critical race theory, born out of the born out of the pits of hell. White supremacy, white privilege, all of these things, those are all Marxist strategies that have been unleashed on America. Black Lives Matter, Antifa, and all these other organizations are nothing but Marxist, satanic fronts. And the church has bought into it. I know people, Jeff, I'm I'm thinking of some folks right now, they contacted me recently and said, we just left our church, we've been there for years, we just left our church because the pastor is starting to buy into and talk about critical race theory. These things are being purposely... Now, for those of you who are not familiar with with how this manifests itself, try this word on, being woke or wokeness. Being woke or wokeness among Christians today means that you're buying into critical race theory. Critical race theory says that racism is present. It's present systemically. You can't see it. It doesn't matter if you've never had a racist thought in your in your life. If you have white skin, you're automatically a racist. That's critical race theory, folks, and churches are buying into that. That's why you see people apologizing. Oh, I'm a, I apologize for being white. Are you serious? I don't apologize for being white. What's wrong with you people? And there are pastors that are doing this. So the woke church, and and, and I'm just going to call them out, Jeff, a large port, the movers and the shakers in the Southern Baptist Convention, they are leading the charge. They are leading the, the lemmings off the cliff and into apostasy. And I'm talking Al Mohler. I'm talking J.D. Greer. I'm talking David Platt. I'm talking Mark Deaver. I'm talking, now he's not a Southern Baptist, Tim Keller, and I could go on and on and on and on. These are all Marxists, critical race theory adherents, and some of them admittedly have come along late, but for whatever reason, Jeff, they have been, they have been exposed. I, I think maybe God is, is revealing in these last days who the, 
listen, folks, there's nobody out there that's too big to fall. Stop thinking, well, you shouldn't be naming people by name. Yes, we should. If there's arsenic in water, I'm going to stop you from drinking that glass of water, aren't I? Yes, I am. I'm going to name them. I'm going to call them out for who and what they are. There's nobody that's too big to fail. And I don't care if their name's John MacArthur, John Piper, Al Mohler, whoever it is. When they slide into apostasy, we should be nailing them right between the eyes and calling them what they are, Jeff. So this is part of the problem. You've got this cult of personality, celebrity pastors, big name ministries, and they're all leading this drumbeat right into apostasy. The woke church is part of the problem, Jeff. Yeah, and that's a, that's a lot of what I dealt with in in my chapter is you know I called it the cult of evangelicalism and you know and you know not not to dive too much into that because I think uh, that that'll be actually be the next episode uh, of this as I'll be interviewed talking about it but but this is really I think the strategy that that has been in play in order to usher this in is this cult of personality and how people idolize their favorite pastor and then what happens is they just they just buy everything that they say hook line and sinker. There, there's no resistance. And I think that this is, and then all of a sudden now we turn around like, but how, how did we get here? Well, we accepted it because our favorite pastor said so. And, and I think this, this is the problem. Um, now looking forward, do you, are, do you feel like we can turn things around? Is it, is the, is the mainstream evangelical church too far gone? Like what are we supposed to be doing moving forward to deal with this infiltration? Yeah. So, so one of the things, and this may come as a, as a surprise and a com- complete shock to people, uh, is this. I-, I think one of the things we're going to see, I think we're seeing it now, if, if for folks that are watching this trend, I see it happening and I applaud it. I think home churches and home fellowships are, are one of the key answers to this issue. Folks, if you're in a big mega church, pastor wouldn't know you from Adam. Certainly doesn't know your name. And, and he has delegated responsibility for spiritual oversight to you, to one of his staff members. Might I suggest that you start a home fellowship? Get your family out of that place. Start a home fellowship. Maybe invite a few of your neighbors. Because this is going to be the trend. When it gets worse, if it gets worse in America, Jeff, the large mega churches they're going to be the targets. And they're either going to comply and 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 just be completely, totally, openly apostate, or they're going to buck the system, in which case they're going to be persecuted. Now, to John MacArthur's credit, he recently stood up and said, no more. We're not doing this anymore. We're going to push back and fight back. Well, good. I'm glad. Fantastic. But what happened as a result of that, Jeff? The city of Los Angeles, the county, they're, they're, they're after him now, big time. Lawsuits, taking away leases from parking lots and just, you know, shutting off power, closing, you know, health, health department coming in and shutting down his cap. All kinds of, well, that's just the top, top, top. They're going to get a lot nastier and a lot meaner if we don't get this pushed back and all of these things rescinded and very, very soon. I'm hoping that, that, uh, in a couple of weeks, that we'll know who the next president is. And my prayer is that it's Trump and that he'll have to, he'll have to prove to me by pushing back 
and getting all these governors to rescind all this stuff and get this nation back opened up and our economy back to where it was, I think we're on that path. But if he doesn't, if he continues down the track on a couple of things that are very troubling to me that he's pushing vaccines among among some things, then we're going to have a fight on our hands. So home fellowships, home, home churches, get out of the mega churches. And, and, and folks, if you're in a church and you've got three, maybe 400 folks, some would say, well, that's a big church. Others would say, well, that's tiny. Consider sending people out of your church to go plant some other churches in some neighboring communities, maybe maybe smaller suburbs or someplace. Get out of the buildings because eventually that's where we're going to end up anyway, Jeff. Start planting other churches, especially if you're a solid Bible-teaching, Bible-believing church. You teach the scriptures. Get out and start planting other churches all over the place because – I think in the days ahead, Jeff, that's exactly what we're going to need. People aren't coming to a big building. They're not going to congregate a thousand or more in one place. It's going to be homes just like it was in the early church. Yeah, you know it's, what's interesting is is there's this kind of general principle that it seems that we can apply here. You know, obviously we, you know, as conservatives, we oppose big government and centralized power within the government. I, you know, I've been making the case for a while uh, from an economic standpoint, I think for a national security interest, the best thing we can do is get back to small business as opposed to relying on the big corporations. If we had, you know, if we were back at doing small business, we probably wouldn't have had as much trade and going back and forth with China. COVID-19 may not have even spread here to the United States. Uh, and then I think at the same time, too, there's a problem with centralized power within the evangelical church, within Christianity. And these churches are getting too big and hoarding resources. And we have to we have to take a step back and realize the church is not supposed to be centered around one pastor, about, around a celebrity, around your favorite speaker, the best speaker even. It's supposed to be a bunch, you know, several Christians going through life together, walking through life with their pastor. The pastor is being an example to them. If you go to a church with 10,000 people, that pastor cannot physically be an example to you. And I think that that's, that's really the danger of what we're seeing with this megachurch trend is you're not actually going through life with your pastor. You're not actually going through life with your fellow with congregants. You're just – you're going there for a show. You go home, and maybe you were encouraged. Maybe you weren't. Yep. No, oh, that's, that's a beautiful point. Spot on too, by the way. Corporatism uh, has, has destroyed America, folks. Small business up until very recently was the backbone of, of America. It was the backbone of, of communities, families, and family-owned businesses employed within their communities. It, it was the strength. But this this latest thing, whatever you want to call it, that we're going through has really exposed the nature of the beast that we're staring at. Not only is it big government – not only is it is it big corporations that advocate for these things, but it's also these big mega churches. We we've got a problem in Christianity today that I, I think you're you're on the right path, Jeff. That that one of the things that's going to solve it is to break it up, decentralize it, and get it out into the community and away from that power structure that's holding all those resources. Amen. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And it, so, so I think as we're wrapping up too, like, so, you know, I kind of want to give you, you know, one, one last chance to kind of, you know, encapsulate your, ch your chapter and really drive home the point that, that you're making here, uh, to, to open up the book. Yeah. So, so statism is a religion of the left. Folks do not get compromised, do not get co-opt into the thinking of what we call, and some people say, uh, you know, I, 
I reject this whole left-right paradigm and all this kind of stuff. Well, okay, then let's talk about it this way. Get away from reject, rebuke Marxism, communism, which is Satanism, because that's the driving force behind our government, behind corporations, and behind the church right now. The church is is almost falling over leaning left. That's how far left the church has gone. Reject all of that. Get back to the basics of the scriptures. Our mission is always to present the scriptures, the truth of the scriptures, so that we can lead people to see Jesus Christ. And you can't do that through wokeness, through leftist, Marxist, communist propaganda. You can't do it. So let's get back to the Bible. That's what we need to do, Jeff. Yeah, no, absolutely, 100%. So, yeah, so if you guys are interested in getting a copy of Church and State, I know you guys can get it directly through uh, Dr. Mike if if you're around him. You can definitely do that. Uh, you can also get it uh, from gatekeepersonline.com slash church and state. Use the code Mike at checkout. You'll get 10% off. Plus, you'll get a free copy of Pastor Sam Jones' ebook, Why I'm Pro-Life. So that's an opportunity for you, get, for you to get that there as well. Um, but, you know, again, the, the lineup's great. A bunch of great contributing authors. Each of the chapters is great as well. You will truly understand what's actually going on here and why we're seeing the, the, the church drift to the left. So highly encourage you guys to get the book. Dr. Mike, again, thank you so much for being a part of this, taking the time to come on the show. I really, really appreciate it. Thank you very much, Jeff. It's always a blessing to chat with you, brother. You you too. And thanks so much, everybody else, for tuning in. Make sure you guys are subscribing on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, all of that. And thanks so much for tuning in, and we will catch you guys next time. On Florida's Space Coast, we think you can have the best of both worlds. Kind of like right now. Driving. At your desk. Maybe at the gym. But you're also grooving to some music. Visit us and you'll go to the beach. And see a rocket launch. Or go kayaking and manatee spotting. It's all waiting for you on the only beach that doubles as a launch pad. Plan your adventure today at visitspacecoast.com. The HIV epidemic is not over. HIV is still here. The face of HIV is so diverse. The biggest thing to reduce HIV stigma is just to talk about it. Testing and PrEP and HIV treatment and how effective it is today. Undetectable equals untransmittable. Whether you're positive or negative, there's not a wrong door. Whether it's testing or whether it's treatment, do it for you, Montgomery County. Learn more about HIV testing, treatment, and prevention at doitforyoumc.org.